You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. This is the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Adam, your host golfunfiltered.com you can follow us all over social media at golf unfiltered you can send me an email adam at golfunfiltered.com it is cold out there folks it is cold here in chicagoland i believe uh, it is currently 10 under <laughs> negative 10 rather for the uh, temperature it feels much colder than that obviously uh Anyone who is a fan of the NFL watched the fourth coldest game in NFL playoff history between the Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs. Unfortunately for our friend Dan, his Dolphins did not pull it out, which is to be expected from those Miami boys, right? Playing in weather that cold and frigid, you'd have to think that played a role in it. But at any rate... I think it's safe to say that my golf season is certainly in the middle of the off season, and uh, many of you listening to this are probably in a similar boat. Today, though, I'm going to tell you a little bit about some of the buzzwords that uh, I think we're all seeing if we pay attention to the golf equipment space, either on social media or just you know commercials or ads that we see in our daily lives. It's a pretty common uh, couple words that we're seeing right now. That being forgiveness, and then this new thing called 10K. No, we're not talking about high-definition TVs here. And I'm going to talk all about what those two things mean. Obviously, forgiveness, the term itself, has been around for quite a while. We all have an idea of what forgiveness means in our minds, but does that align or mimic or reflect what golf equipment companies want us to think about when we hear the word forgiveness? 10K, the new phrase, plays very much into that whole thing. Before we get into that, though, I want to just send a shout out to our sponsors this year. If it sounds a little bit different right now, folks, we've made some uh, some changes again at Golf Unfiltered, at least on the podcast front. We are no longer associated with the uh, Believe Network. That is a choice that we made. So you're probably going to hear a little bit, you know, difference in terms of the ads, perhaps. We're back on Anchor. But what hasn't changed are the partners and sponsors that we continue to have. And uh, Bridgestone Golf, of course, remains the, the title sponsor of our podcast. We love those guys. Hoping and looking forward to meeting with them, uh, I believe, next week. Is it next week already? I don't know. PGA show is coming up a week and a half, let's just say. And I have a meeting with them, so that'll be fun. And... Uh, They've got a lot of great stuff coming out. We've seen some things already on social regarding some of the uh, the optics that they're playing. At least Jason Day, longtime Bridgestone staffer, is playing on his golf balls, and I know that they've got new things coming out uh, in the golf in the golf ball space. So I'm hoping to have conversations with them. Uh, Dan Hauser will also be joining me, and uh, it'll be interesting to make our return to the PGA show. It's been my uh, it'll be my return for the first time in I think three years, at least in person. And uh, Bridgestone, great partners of ours so far. And so we uh, we look forward to doing more with them. Of course, Cog Hill Golf and Country Club, you, you know, you local folks, local to Chicago, you know I love it out there. I'm out there all the time. They're back on board for 2024. 
They've got a lot of great stuff going on over there. You've heard me talk about it before, especially in their practice academy. And it really is an academy now because they've got a fitting studio. Um, they've got a, a golf lesson private area. Actually, two of them, if you want to, you know, be real about it. And they've got, you know, the 48 or so bays with Top Tracer installed. So it's a great way, great place to go and just, you know, improve your game. Even during these cold, cold, cold winter months, they do have heaters, individually heated uh, bays over there. No one's out there today, mind you. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, gosh, it's, it's, uh, it is dangerously cold where I am recording right now. And then, of course, Sharp Focus Nutrition. You've heard me talk about them as well. You know, if you um, want to get things right in your uh, nutrition this year, you know, we've all made those those resolutions for 2024 that we'll forget in a couple months. Um, but Sharp Focus Nutrition, um, they they do a lot in terms of, you know, keeping you at your best on the golf course during your round. They've got this system where you can uh, eat smaller snacks or meals throughout the 18 holes because you know let's face it you're out there for at least four hours most of the time unless you're lucky enough that day to you know catch no one in front of you but there's a way for those of us who are serious about our game there's a way for you to keep all the key metrics in your body from a nutrition standpoint in their optimal levels and sharp focus nutrition has that figured out in addition to a number of other things that uh, brinson paolini uh, the owner over there at sharpfocusnutrition.com has a lot of different things for you to check out. So go uh, go to that website, check them out. And then last but not least, of course, actually, no, we've got two. <laughs> Mizuno Golf is also back on board. I'm hoping to meet with them again uh, here in a few weeks, again, once it maybe gets a little bit warmer, to try out the new line of uh, their irons this year. Really looking forward to that. I'm interested to see what I might get fit into coming off of the uh, the JPX 923s from last year. Um, I have a suspicion of where I might end up. I'll probably do another video uh, with my buddy Chris Campbell if we get out there and are able to do it. Stay tuned for that. But uh, you can certainly go out to MizunoGolf.com and find out a little bit more about their current offerings, not only in the iron space, but they've got uh, the new S24 wedges, which are they look great. Uh, as well as their whole line of woods, hybrids, and what have you. Utility clubs, too. Good Lord, they're fly highs. The uh, utility irons, my goodness. Those are arguably the best in the market in their class. And then now, last but not least, our friends over at Sunday Golf. You've heard me talk about them before. They're a very casual golf brand. You've probably seen them on social media, especially on Instagram if you're uh, active on there. We, we need to be more active on there. Uh, but Sunday Golf, they specialize in the whole Sunday Golf culture. You know, you might want just a half set of golf clubs. I know I've got the Loma bag, which I believe fits, well, I don't know how many clubs you could safely fit into it, but I like to use it for t going to the range as well as, you know, we've got a couple par three courses around here. Uh, it's really easy to walk. It's got a, a stand on it too, which makes it even more versatile. And then my regular bag is the uh, rider bag that they have, which is uh, absolutely great. It's, you know, typical stand bag. It's got some great features on there. Some funny ones, too. And if you uh, go to their website, sundaygolf.com, you'll see exactly what I mean. All right. So happy to have those uh, partners on board again. So forgiveness in golf equipment, as I mentioned at the beginning, has been around for a while. And when you hear the term forgiveness, you're probably thinking, all right, well, uh, first of all, you're probably thinking in terms of your driver. And certainly forgiveness expands throughout 
the entirety of your bag. Uh, more people need to pay attention to forgiveness on the lower end of their bag, like their wedges and their putters even. Um, that's just, that in my opinion is going to save you the most strokes overall. But the term itself, you might be thinking, all right, well, forgiveness means the golf ball is going to go the same distance as it normally would if I struck it, you know, dead in the middle of the club face. And that's partially true. Forgiveness, you might also be thinking, all right, well, this is going to help my golf ball fly straight, no matter what golf swing I put on it. That's also partially true. Some of you, especially if you've played for a long time, may also be thinking about some combination of those two. And that's a little bit closer to the actual definition, or at least what golf club brands want you to think in terms of forgiveness. And that's kind of the beauty of the marketing that these brands do whether you like it or not, they want to allow the consumer to define that for themselves. Whatever forgiveness means for you or to you, this new product is going to check that box. Now, if you sit back and think of that, that's a pretty vague statement to make. And it's placing a lot of opportunity or flexibility or subjectivity on the shoulders of the consumer with, of course, the hope that you're going to make a purchase. Now, again, you've heard me talk many times, especially if you're a longtime listener, on the importance of getting fit for your golf equipment. Forgiveness in the club fitting space is one of the primary things that your club fitter will will show you and will look for in the equipment that they're fitting you to. In addition to the the equipment that you're currently playing, So forgiveness means all of those things. It means, you know, distance, uh, reduction in distance loss on off-center hits. It also means, you know, more accuracy, thinking of the gear effect to get the golf ball closer to, you know, the midline or flying straight. It also speaks a little bit to launch. It also speaks to this thing called MOI, moment of inertia. Now, moment of inertia is a complicated term. Engineers listening to this will probably uh, agree with that. And for the purpose of today's podcast, I'm going to oversimplify it just so that it's easy to understand. And so those of you who may have, uh, certainly who are smarter than me in this space as far as engineering and MOI, please just take this with a grain of salt. But MOI basically refers to a object's ability to resist excessive motion when striking another object. Now, if we think of this in terms of a golf club, it's the club head's ability to resist twisting in the air while being swung as well as when you're making contact with the golf ball. So, When something is said to have a high MOI, that means it's got a lot of resistance to that natural effect of twisting, okay? So what does that mean? Well, forgiveness and MOI work hand in hand insofar as forgiveness is the output or the the, uh, suspected output of a MOI metric on that club. Perhaps said more cleanly, if you've got a high MOI driver, that's going to be more forgiving than a low MOI driver. 
Now, in years past, when we were all playing, you know, Persimmon Woods or, or you know, depending on your age, if you were playing some of the earlier Titanium Heads, there wasn't a ton of MOI there. As technology has progressed, certainly that has gone up. But we've all kind of just accepted the fact that what our eyeballs are seeing, if that ball is going as far or close to it on an off-center hit, or if it is flying straighter, we just assume that this is a pretty forgiving club. The same can be said for irons, and yes, even wedges and putters, like I said earlier. What we never really thought about, at least consumers didn't, was how is MOI measured? Well... That's where this 10K phrase comes in. Now, we've already seen this 10K thing, and I'll get to what that means here in a second. We've already seen this marketed on two of the big brands, uh, like actively marketed, and that's Ping with their G430 uh, 10K Max, I think it's called. I might have those two last things switched. And then TaylorMade's QI10, and the 10 in that means 10K. So, as the name implies, 10K is 10,000 of something, and what that means, it's 10,000 grams per centimeter squared. Now, just saying that makes me seem like a complete dork. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Why, why do we even care what that could be? Well, with that being what 10K means, 10,000 grams centimeters squared... That's a metric that is used to measure between the toe of the, the club head to the heel of the club head. That's the region that these club manufacturers have to measure in order to adhere to the governing body's limit set by the USGA and RNA of just under 6,000. Okay, so you can't have this metric, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not even 100% sure how they measure this thing. Smart people, again, smarter than me, do it. But they have to stay under that 6,000 gram centimeter squared metric from the toe to the heel. What the limit does not specify is the total amount of this metric. So the smart people at these brands, as they typically do, they find a little bit of a loophole. They also increase the MOI measurement from the top of the club to the sole of the club. So what does that mean? Well, they're now increasing the face size perhaps a little bit. They're moving weight around more often to the back of the club head in order to increase MOI even further. All of this leads to a combined metric total of, drum roll please, say it with me, 10K or 10,000. That's how they get to that number. Now, when I go to Orlando, assuming that the weather allows me to leave. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask this question because this is something that if they're going to market it, they need to educate the public a little bit more on what the heck this thing even means and how it's going to benefit them. This combined 10K, this high MOI, the highest ever, by the way, that these brands are producing, and you can already see where this is going to go. Next year, we're going to get 11K or, or whatever it's going to be. The USGA is going to have to go back and they're going to have to look at the, the conforming you know, rules and all this, and maybe those will have to change. This is the way that the game is played with these two entities, the golf brands as well as the governing bodies. But when I'm in Orlando, I want to learn a little bit more so that you all can learn a little bit more about what this stuff means. Now, I've talked about this on our TikTok channel. 
You can find us at uh, Golf Unfiltered, of course, on TikTok if you're a fan of that. A lot of new golfers there. You've heard me talk about this before. A lot of good questions that come through on that channel. A lot of the comments that I see to the video that I did on 10K is that, oh, this is just another marketing ploy. TaylorMade is just a marketing company. They're not a big technology company. I don't... I don't typically believe that, but they are extremely good at their marketing, even though some of the names that have come out have been a little goofy. But every brand is the same way. Callaway's no different. Ping just likes to confuse everybody, along with PXG, with the numbers and the letters and the whatever. Titleist is now the same. TSR, you know, all that stuff. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the club's called anymore, it seems like. Long gone are the days of the Big Bertha, the phrase that we all just knew, products by their name. I mean, the stealth that Taylor made was probably the most recognizable one. Obviously, Epic, Paradigm, the most recent, Maverick for Callaway. Then there are other brands like the ones I mentioned, Ping, PXG, others. They just don't care. Titleist. So, name recognition is going away slightly in marketing. And I think what Cobra's new one that I just saw come out dark speed or something. I don't, I've never known who, who makes these names for Cobra. I've always been just shocked at some of the things that get okay. At least this time they've got the vowels in the name. <laughs> Remember that whole thing. It's still a trend. Sorry, I'm way off tangent here, but that's that. There's a trend of just removing the vowels on names of golf products. It's it's so annoying. At any rate, we're going away from the recognizable names that we can just call these these clubs, and now it's a matter of the features, right? We've kind of just noticed, or we've been uh, accustomed to, or educated on. Know the club by the features, so that's the differentiator. The flashy names might be there, they might not, but that's not what we're going to be all about anymore. In fact, they've also focused primarily on the names of the features, hence 10K. So is something like that, and I'm asking you, the listener, is that something that's going to get you to buy a club? Just... Listening to this, me telling you, you know what? This is one of the most forgiving clubs that is allowed by the governing bodies. Being the QI-10 from TaylorMade, the Ping G30, whatever the hell it is, (laughs) 10K Max, and there's going to be others. Is that enough to get you to buy that club? I'm hoping the answer is no. I'm hoping that you're still going to go out and try these things. I uh, I went over, oh, when was this? Maybe a three, three or four months ago, maybe less, and I went to PGA Tour Superstore. I saw that they had a deal. I had some old golf equipment I wanted to trade in, and I did that, and they had this deal where you can, you know, save big on Callaway items. And I already knew that I wanted the Paradigm. So right now in my bag, I've got the driver, I've got uh, the three, and I also have a five wood of last year's paradigm. Love them. Extremely good. I knew what I needed from a spec perspective. I was going to walk in there and I was going to hope to find it. Now, we've all experienced this, but it's it's so evident 
And I wonder if this model of the brick and mortar buy off the shelf, if that is in any way going to go away at some point. And I hope that it does because I couldn't find exactly what I needed by walking in there. I found something that was close enough, and I'm talking specifically in terms of golf shafts. Yes, there were opportunities there for me to go ahead and get a custom shaft, but then you're talking about lead time, you're talking certainly about an upcharge, something that we all have to deal with. Long gone, I think, well, perhaps not yet, but it's edging this way, is the convenience factor of purchasing golf clubs. And I guess that kind of has to come with it. If I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell everyone to go and get fit for a club, some convenience is sacrificed along that line. You need to place the custom order. There's going to be some weeks between that order and by the time you have it in your golf bag. That's just the way it is. Thankfully, a lot of the shipping issues that we were dealing with, uh, you know, early COVID, those have been reconciled as far as I can tell. So the turnaround times, a lot of these orders are much faster than they used to be. So from a consumer perspective, and this is really the whole point in me bringing all of this up, the phrases are going to be there. The buzzwords are always going to be buzzy. It just so happens to be forgiveness again, and then 10K, and then next year it's going to be something else, and everyone's just getting ready for this golf ball rollback that's freaking everybody out that I mentioned in the last episode. And if you didn't listen to it, Spoiler alert, it's not going to uh, it's not going to take much distance away from you. Get over it. But consumers need to understand all this. They need to make some sense out of it. And brands of course would be, you know, smart <laughs> to educate us a little bit more. Now, I will say that there are brands that do a good job of that. You're probably thinking of a few listening to this now. There are brands that do a good job of educating the consumer, at least to the point where they know what these, uh, you know, names mean. I think it's a matter of understanding, as, I, as we talked about Nikki, Dan, and I a few episodes ago, that the game is changing. It's changing everywhere. It's not only changing, the, you know, the people that actually play the game. The, the pure definition of golf is changing. You know, golf is no longer only 18 holes or nine holes on a golf course. It could be many different things. Top golf, this TGL thing, if it ever gets off the ground, simulator golf. But what's also changing is the consumer's knowledge of products that get released. Golf brands would be extremely smart to no longer just think that we're not going to notice name changes anymore. Every year, these brands tell us that it's more distance, more forgiveness, higher launch, more speed every single year. You've heard me complain about this before. I have said this to golf brands in the past. How are we supposed to differentiate from one year to the next, let alone one brand from the next. And then you've got someone like me telling you that you need to go get fit. And then I see the comments, folks. I see the emails that you send me and the comments on the videos that I post. Fitting costs too much. I'm not good enough to get fit. It's a cycle. We've covered all these topics before. Yet, the golf equipment industry isn't doing anything to kind of extinguish those thoughts. They're going to march something out 
called 10K and expect the public to say, oh yeah, that's what I've always needed. Here's $800. What? Here's the thing about all of it, though. And this is why golf continues to get a bad rap in a lot of ways from a financial perspective, let's just say, or an economic status perspective. Some of you listening to this are just going to go and buy the club. You're not going to go get fit. You've already been anticipating, probably already budgeted for the new release from your favorite brand. And I want to be crystal clear on this right now. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not telling you how to enjoy the game that you love. Just like I wouldn't expect anyone to tell me. But you are playing in and reinforcing what these brands are doing. I would love just once, and this is something that you can correct me on. If you know of a a brand that's doing this that I can't think of offhand right now, I would love once for a brand to come out and just say, look, this is exactly what this is. This is how it's going to benefit you. Here is proof that it's going to do it. And by the way, we're not going to let you buy it until you come and try it yourself. Nobody's going to ever do that. There are golf pros out there. There are club fitters. Maybe not so much club fitters, like professional certified club fitters, but there are local golf pros out there who hate giving people fittings. A lot of times, they do it for free. They try to do that. We've talked about this in a past episode. They try to build these leads up. They try to maintain the membership connection if you're at a private club. Your local golf pro may offer fittings to you. If you go through that fitting and you don't buy something, there are golf pros who get angry at that. I see both sides of the coin. Golf pros, a lot of them, especially uh, those who work on commission, certainly club fitters who work on commission, they, they don't get paid. They might get paid their salary, but they don't make the commission on a sale. They're trying to sell you something. But how is any of this fitting together? These, these new phrases that come out that are confusing... We don't know how they're different from the last year when you told us last year that this is the best thing since sliced bread. And then I actually want to go get fit. And then I've got some golf pros, again, not all, I want to be clear on that, some golf pros saying, you know what, don't waste my time if you're not going to buy something. I've heard it. (laughs) I've heard it. If I sound frustrated about it, it's because it is frustrating. You know, we talk a lot about this game in, in terms of what, what should it remain? How difficult should it be? Has the game of golf gotten in its way a little bit, trying too hard to make it easier for all of us without pushing lessons, without pushing club fitting? We just want to give you aim and shoot, right? Americans love that. <laughs> Aim and shoot golf clubs. Then the counter argument is, well, the average score hasn't gone down. 
Well, duh, what does that tell you? Perhaps it's not the equipment. There's a rabbit hole I can go down that path, but I won't. Because <laughs> I know I've got a eclectic and diverse listenership. It's not the equipment. It's understanding what the equipment can do for you and choosing the right equipment for you. And it's doing so under the, the watchful eye and the educated opinion and guidance of a certified club fitter. In addition to paying a few bucks and going and getting a lesson. If you follow our YouTube channel, you probably saw me, uh, I, I put up a three-part series on a short game lesson that I did with a local golf pro here, Jonathan Statton, great guy. I'm going to see him more uh, once the weather turns. And he taught me how to do some pretty cool stuff with the equipment that I had. No one had ever showed me how to do that stuff before, like the way that he did. And guess what? I was able to use the equipment and optimize the output from it based on knowing what to do. It's all about education. It's all about education. We try to do that here at Golf Unfiltered with you. You know, we want to try to explain things to you, or for you rather, in a language that not only you can understand, but you can apply it then to your game. I will admit, sometimes we do better than others. But when you continue to see these things marketed, these terms marketed for you, understand that they're just marketing. Yes, there are some things behind it that make sense, but you don't know that it makes sense for you off the rack until you actually go and get helped. <laughs> Somebody can guide you in the right way. And if it sounds like I'm blaming the industry on a lot of things, I understand. But it's also a little bit of our accountability here, too. We can't go into a fitting with this defeatist attitude that we're just going to spend a bunch of money that we don't need to spend. Oh, my gosh, how are we going to explain this uh, charge on our credit card? And, oh, my God, I'm not good. at. It. We can't go into that that way. If you want to improve your game, you need to make that investment. You have to. There's no other way around it. Yes, it's possible to play really good golf by never getting fit, by never taking a lesson, and buying clubs off the rack. Yes, it's possible. I know that some of you are thinking this. Well, I've done it. Like, I get that. That's the minority, though. I'm willing to wager a lot of money on that. And as you all know, I am a gambling man. <laughs> So hopefully you learned something today. I just wanted to brush over those two major buzzwords, and there are going to be others, like I said earlier, if not this year, then next. Stay tuned to our channels. Um, you may notice that we're going to switch up our, our uh, schedule of when all of Team GU is on this podcast. Uh, that's purely out of availability. I will ask, uh, because we are switching back to our previous podcast hosting platform, if you do notice that the episodes are being weird or you know you can't find them or anything like that, please let me know. We will get that figured out. Um, you shouldn't have to subscribe to anything different. If you're subscribed to our podcast now, which I hope that you do if you haven't already, you'll still get the automated 
you know, the feed will still populate with new episodes. Let us know if that runs into any, if you run into any issues with that, and I'll be sure to talk to whoever I need to talk to to get that remedied. At any rate, we're going to have different, uh, uh, cadences probably uh, closer to the bigger events, certainly the majors. I teased this last episode, and I can't say anything yet anymore. But we do uh, we are expanding our partnership with Bridgestone, perhaps collaborating more with some pretty well known other media outlets that uh, are also under that umbrella. So stay tuned for more information on that once we know more. And as always, you can reach out to me, Adam, at golfunfiltered.com. With any suggestions, any questions, any topics that you'd like us to cover, we will be sure to work it into our schedule. If you're still playing golf, play well. Stay safe out there. If you're uh, like me and you're in the frozen tundra right now, hope is only a few months away. Hang in there. We'll get through it together. Take care, everyone.